Hey friends, welcome to the Love Intently podcast, where each week I bring you relationship experts, inspiring couples, and first-class relationship thought leaders from around the world. I'm on a mission to explore what exactly makes love last and to empower a generation to have strong relationships. I'm your host, Sophie Kwok, the chief love enthusiast who believes that relationships are the most important part of our lives. And if you're looking to build a stronger relationship or to take a proactive approach towards love, loveintently.com hosts an array of articles, podcasts, resources, and love tips to help you build and keep strong relationships. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, hello. On this episode, we have Chad and Amira talk both heart practicals on how they support each other's careers and the formation of Brunch and Slay. Amira is the brains and grit behind Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle company helping women and brands forge lifelong partnerships and relationships. They offer courses, content, and experiences to help women build and win. They have worked with incredible brands, including SoulCycle, Microsoft, Kendra Scott, and Kroger. They share what they've been dreaming and working towards, and they adding kids to the mix can really make entrepreneurship tricky, but they share some practicals on how they've made it work with their daughter, and they talk about how they create healthy boundaries to the content they consume and how they protect their space and brains and how that's really helped them keep their relationship strong. They both met through serving in the military, but their love story is rooted in their deep, genuine friendship, and I think that really shines through through this conversation. So without further ado, here is our awesome, fun conversation. I would love for both of you guys to just tell our audience a little bit about yourselves and when the two of you guys met. Uh, I... Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and j- dive right in here. So, <laughs> um, so we met uh, 2000 some years back. I was about to say you don't have to say the date. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reserve what year that was. But uh, we met in San Antonio. Uh, we both were members of the uh, Texas Army National Guard, and we were uh, deployed as part of uh, the Armored Falcon. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna call out the name of the, oh my the mission. Because we was on a mission down there in San Antonio <laughs> uh, as part of our, our, our great state of Texas. Uh, anyway, so uh, we met there. And actually, I mean, we started out as friends. I mean, we would go out and hang out. And, yeah. And so um, as time kind of passed, uh, you know, definitely. Okay. All right. So, uh, Anyway, as time passed, <laughs> you know, I mean, you just developed that chemistry, you know, and I always, you know, she always had this swab about herself. So I just, you know, she had swag. So, <laughs> I was, okay. yeah. So, um, um, yeah. So I, I'm going to leave it at that. And then we'll go ahead and finish off. I mean, that, that's how we met. Yeah. That's, 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 that's what the question was. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So who, who noticed you first? <laughs> Oh. What's the story behind the first date? I, oh, that's a good one because we, like you said, we were friends, so we were hanging out all the time. And um, our first real date, I guess, we moved back to Dallas. Yeah, no, I would say yeah. So I guess he made the moves. That's awesome. <laughs> 
So I know a lot of our audience is either aspiring entrepreneurs or kind of have these dreams, either one or both of them are wanting to pursue. Um, and so if you could share a little bit about Brunch and Slay and what it is and just give our audience a little idea of how it started. Oh, well, Brunch and Slay is my company. It's a media company. It started out as an event series uh, that I started after kind of really looking for a place to connect with women and in a fun way. I didn't want to just network and I didn't want to seem creepy. I wanted to just meet up with people. We moved a lot for work a few times. I wouldn't say a lot, but we'd be located a couple of times. And as an adult in new cities, it's always kind of hard to find people who you have like as your go-to people. So I just wanted to be around cool women so I could find, I guess, my go-to people. It probably sounds really sad and lonely, but <laughs> it's the truth. Uh, and so I wanted that. And uh, my husband kind of reminded me that I wanted and told me, why don't I think about doing it and figuring out a way to make it work? So I decided to throw a brunch. Um, and I did. And it was super cool. We sold out. And I thought, OK, this can be something. And since then, it's definitely morphed into a mind of its own. Uh, we have uh, a website. It's a lifestyle company. So we have content, we have a podcast, we have uh, events and classes. So it's just an ongoing growing machine. It's so fun because we get to connect with all kinds of women from every walk of life. Mm. Yeah, that's incredible. And one thing that I absolutely love about the two of you, and um, I'll link our original interview on the show notes as well. But in talking to you, it's just how incredibly supportive you are of each other. And Amir, you support Chad in a lot of ways as well. And we'll, we can get into that a little bit later. Um, but I know, and I've heard this from a lot of women previously too, is that men have said that their success is intimidating and and it's forced them to almost like want to dim their light a little bit. But meeting couples like you has shown how beautiful supporting each other could really look like. Um, So maybe share a little bit about Chad, like your process in, in knowing that this was something to encourage her in versus um, just like another idea that, you know, she might've had. How did you know this was something that was really worth encouraging her and pushing her to do? Well, um, I would say, like, you know, Amir has always been a leader. And so uh, one of the things that, you know, um, um, you know, she would constantly kind of tell me about, even as, you know, with her in her previous career before she was uh, laid off, before, she, you know, our, our lives kind of changed for the better. Um, she, um, I mean, she would always, you know, talk about uh, just what, what went on with work and then her entrepreneurial uh uh, goals that she had for herself. I mean, she's kind of did an event c- company before. Uh, she, you know, did, you know, basically planned our wedding, <laughs> uh, you know, and so um, it was just some of those things. She had some other weddings that she uh, had hosted. And so um, just kind of seeing her do that, seeing her always put forth, you know, that kind of energy and effort into somebody else's, you know, I just went ahead and said, hey, uh, you know, let's take this opportunity to you know, put it into yourself. I mean, you know, you definitely have the skills and, and, and the ambition and, I mean, folks flock to you, people listen. So, uh, you know, you're an attention getter. So go ahead and, you know, put forth that energy into that and, and, you know, see where it goes. Mm. And Chad, um, to give our audience a little bit more of an idea about you, what do you do day to day? Oh, so, uh, I'm a communications manager with the ATM company, uh, here in here in Houston, Texas. Uh, by the way, we're getting ready to move to Frisco now. 
Uh, what? I didn't know that. That's exciting. Yeah, so, all right. I guess the world's going to know. Well, I guess they'll 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 be able, they'll catch on. But when, <laughs> when you, it's, uh, if we're number ten, but um, uh, you know, I, I just say that um, um, yeah. Oh, so yeah. So I'm sorry about me. So uh, <laughs> I do uh, IT work basically slash operations slash relationship management slash. Um, there are many things. We're, I wear many hats at work, so. Uh, my day is, is definitely consumed with uh, keeping machines up and working. And so when I, you know, typically when I do get off work, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's that first hour of uh, trying to decompress. But then at the same time, you know, uh, uh, there's a little one who's had mommy's attention all day. So, you know, it's daddy mode, you know, as soon as I walk through the door. So. Okay. So tell me about the little one. How old is she? Um, what's her name? Is Denver and she's three and a half. Uh, she's a little diva. She's uh, <laughs> she is a diva. Yeah, she, uh, she's definitely. You know, I'm th- starting to believe she was here before, but it you know, but not as a as a very, I guess, um, um, what would you call it? like? Uh, uh, she's definitely mature, but I would say she's more on the I'm gonna test you. <laughs> yeah. I've been here before, so. I, you know what? I know you, your threats aren't. <laughs> yeah, she's just not full real. of sass. She's full of sass. She's amazing. <laughs> I wonder who she got that from. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so weird. Like, um, I'm, I'm just going to tell the story and then, then I'm going to let you and you and Amira do some more questions. But anyway, so, so yeah, so this one, um, so this one, this one thing she's picked up and I, for the life of me, I don't know how and it's, or where she got it from. And it's, is slamming the door. So if I say no, <laughs> you'll go and slam the door on me. Like, yeah, like she's getting away from me. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, seriously, we, I mean, we monitor everything she watches and listens to. And I, I just don't know how, I, you know, it's like, yeah, it's all her. It's, <laughs> it's, just, all it's her. just her. That's what it is. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that's a little preview to the years to come. <laughs> Oh, that's like that. She sounds adorable, though. Um, okay, so with having a little one that's three, um, what advice do you have for other couples that are looking to maybe start their own thing or are just navigating having a child and both pursuing their own careers at the same time? How's that been for you? And has anything been kind of helpful for you? Um, I think every kid is different, so it's really hard to say exactly what to do. But I think having her on a schedule helped a lot, especially in the beginning, because I could kind of plan work and things in between that time. Um, That's a huge part. I mean, no one can prepare you for having a kid and and then trying to start a business and running things. You just kind of take one day at a time and do the best you can every day. Mm. And Chad, is there anything that you would want to add to that? Well, yeah, I would, you know, I would say, you know, just piggyback on what Amira just said there. I mean, as far as, I mean, each kid is different. And one of the things, too, we're, we're very, very fortunate with, and I'm going to knock on some more wood, and, and that is, uh, I mean, she's been, you know, very healthy. So, uh, you know, there, there were no occasions where we, you know, where we were just frantic and didn't know what to do. And, uh, you know, we've been very, very blessed uh, in that respect. So, um yeah, and then too, the schedule just made it even more easy, and and so her, you know, her sleep patterns were were perfect. And, and <laughs> no, you know, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, talk about the early days. Oh I yeah, mean, I mean, getting I mean, them on a schedule is key. Yeah. That's the one piece of advice I'd say. I know a lot of people probably think that's 
it's not for them. It's for you. <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. You know, getting them on the schedule is key. Yes, that's my one piece of advice. No matter what the kid, get them on the schedule that works. What did getting on a schedule look like for you? Oh, uh, when she was younger, it was really just planning out what time she did everything so that I can work around it. And and even still now, um, my schedule consists around fitting things in in the best hours where I can have a little time away. Um, I still juggle. It's summertime. Denver's with me right now every day. So that's something totally different. So every, every my schedule constantly changes and I pivot daily. <laughs> mm. Yes, I totally understand that. <laughs> so how has Chad been fundamental in you forming Brunch and Slay? Oh, he's just like, he's really supportive no matter what. If I need a time alone to go work on a project, no problem. If I need him to work from home so that I can go attend a meeting, no problem. Um, he even, I mean, he supports, he helps with my IT stuff and my technical things. He even edits the podcast. So he's in it to win it. He's my cheerleader. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, what have, have there been any hard points in working together or any, you know, situations where, I I know that for couples that are starting on this journey for the first time that you can kind of hit some bumps when you are working together for the first time. Do you guys encounter that? The only yeah. thing we fight over is when he takes pictures of me. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Yeah. It's like the worst day for me. If I need to take a photo for a campaign or something and he's my only source, <laughs> then it is like oh, oh, I man. literally tense up. I don't tense up about a lot. He knows I'm telling the truth. I don't, but I dread those oh, days. Okay, so that's why they. Okay, all right. I always tense up. So you be tense, and then I'm, so I'm like, man, they, I don't know how to tell you to <laughs> to get to loosen up. All right, so now I'm gonna say loosen up, and then that will help. Yeah. All right, thank you. That was a breakthrough. Thank but it's you. a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell me more. Why are those days so hard? I get it now. Yeah. Okay, all right. So you just be tense. I need to say loosen up. Yes, thank you. All right. Oh, well, there we go. Love intently. (laughs) (laughs) You never thought you'd be a counselor, did you, Sophie? No, I didn't. But here we are. (laughs) Okay, so even during those moments, so during the photo shoot days, like what things are helpful um, in the moment? Typically... I'll just be honest with him and he'll be honest with me. I think we're way past sugarcoating. So either I'll say something like, okay, you're doing it. You know, like you're, you're doing something and he'll say, okay. He always takes a breath. He always, he always takes a moment, even when I'm wrong and gives me a minute to think I'm right. <laughs> he does. So he'll take a deep breath and then I'll realize I probably pushed him too far. So I'll get quiet and give him a couple of poses and I'll try to present it another way. And then typically he gets it eventually. And, or I call it quits and say, we've got, a, we've got our shot. <laughs> But oh, man. he's very calm and he just breathes and he gives me, I mean, you've been with somebody long enough. I know a look when I know I'm probably wrong and he's just pacifying me. There's a look that he gives me like, I'm going to let you make it. <laughs> and I just think oh, like I don't see it because it makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And now he knows, you know. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, all this time, I mean, I'm just, yeah, I know what to, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> they do be heated some heated moments so yeah um okay well outside of working on brunch and slay 
have there been moments in your marriage where it's just been a really rough point? And how did you guys work through that? Are there any like little tips or practicals looking back now um, that you guys manage those moments a lot better? Hmm. I think anytime I know from my perspective, I'll, I'll speak on my perspective. We're very vocal. So because of that, and he probably hated this in the beginning, and I'm not as bad as I was. If something's really bothering me, I usually just kind of put it out there. I don't let it fester, even if it's uncomfortable. And that's kind of like been our rule, like, you know, say something before something becomes a problem. So I think I've always been able to kind of just put, even when, don't get me wrong, you have difficult moments, different different challenges, but I wouldn't say anything that wasn't addressed that couldn't be addressed and once it's addressed typically we can kind of figure out whatever our issue is yeah well from my vantage point i would just say that it's uh you know time is too short and so i spend a lot of time at work and i spend you know while i'm there you know that's my family kind of deal and once i do get home it's it's so hard sometimes it just flush my brain of you know trying to get some machine up and working or you know did i do this right or do that right so you know, when I'm home and, you know, um, I mean, I have no problems, basically. My world is perfect, you know. <laughs> um, it, it's all about, you know, uh, what can I do, you know, to you know to fulfill my wife's needs? What can I do to, to be a better father for my daughter? And, mm. you know, there is no, I don't know, I, I guess, you know, and plus, too, I, you know, I, I just keep negative energy away from me. So I think that's what, that's what really helps me, too, is that... Um, you know, the negative stuff isn't there. It's just, you know, yeah. it's always happiness, you know, always roses. And <laughs> we definitely do. Sometimes. I mean, you know, I wouldn't go that far, but we live in a bubble. We've lived yeah. in a bubble for a long time. Right. We really do. We don't, we filter what comes in even on TV. Mm. Uh, we protect that mm-hmm. like seriously and have always mm-hmm. protected that since we've been married, protected our space. And uh, I, I, that's the advice I would give also mm-hmm. is, yeah. You know, set some boundaries and stick with them because you are now the new normal and other people have to figure out how to fit into your new normal. Mm. Okay. So uh, talk to me about that. Did you, was that a conversation you guys had really early on and what did those boundaries look like for you? I would say it happened later on. Um, I think it was like some years after, you know, just kind of realizing what's, what's being broadcast across a lot of airways and, Social, you know, I, I'm not gonna say social media because social media wasn't that big at the time, but just what you know, what kind of was being broadcasted as far as uh, how people treated one another, mm-hmm. how they talked to one another, how um, you know they just they always found conflict instead of um, you know something you know mutual uh, respect or love for something else, right. you know. So, and there were no positive. African American couples mm. on TV, not in the like it was all drama and this and that, and it was just not. It wasn't. It wasn't good. <laughs> right. So, wh- are, are there like specific shows that you guys decide you aren't going to watch, or is that just you know like how do you guys decide what is okay versus not? Uh, oh, it's not a community decision. It's not at all. It's just a, I just know what I. I the time that I do spend in front of a TV, I don't want to watch something, a lot of drama. 
mm-hmm. whether that's that doesn't mean I don't watch reality because I love some HGTV, you know. <laughs> uh, but I, I think at one point that's what I was doing. I was like basically living for my DVR, like what's on there now. Let me watch this as opposed to actually enjoying and partaking in things going on in the city or around me or in my house. <laughs> so if I'm going to actually pick something, it needs to be something that kind of catches my energy. I have things I like, like uh, Game of Thrones. We love Game of oh, Thrones. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying we don't watch anything secular, mm-hmm. anything that could be, you know, fantasy at all. It's just I just choose not to watch things that degrade or perpetuate uh, negative behavior and ill treatment of women uh, to be looked at as some kind of lower class of women. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to see that anymore. Right. I think that's so powerful and so important. Are there other things that you guys draw boundaries around? Because I think the TV is a great one. Um, are there other things that you can think of that you guys have also kind of intentionally made sure um, it was feeding you positive energy? I think our time. Our time. Like who we mm-hmm. spend time with. Right. What mm-hmm. we, invitations we accept. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. Right, true. You know, yeah. We have something super exciting to share with you. Our love personality quiz is released this week, and you can find it at loveintently.com or by texting love to 33222, which will text you the link directly. We created this love personality quiz because it helps build self-awareness, but also empathy and understanding of your partner. And at the end of the quiz, if you enter your information, we'll send you love tips based on your love personalities a couple times a week. It's all completely free right now, and it's our gift to you. And of course, you can opt out whenever. And again, you can find it at loveintently.com or by texting LOVE to 33222. Thanks so much for spending time with us. Your time is so precious and we'd love to hear your feedback. So let us know what you think. Are there like practices or things you guys do to stay connected? I know you guys are both really busy people and have a kid and, you know, like it's really easy to just work the whole time. Like, are there specific practices or things that you guys have um, in place that keep you connected? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, each, you know, we have dinner together every night. You know, we sit down as a family, uh, you know, to talk about our day and, and, you know, Denver always leads, you know, what are you, what are you thankful for? And, you know, we go around the table, you know, each of us telling, you know, telling each other what are we thankful for and how you know happy we are to be together eating dinner as a family. So, mm-hmm. um, and definitely she, you know, she's on a schedule. So she goes to bed at night, you know, usually around eight to nine, that area. And um, then, then we hang out. Yeah. Then it's our time. I mean, we, because we really are friends, we talk a couple of mm-hmm. times during the day. It's very that we don't talk during the day at least once, but typically two, maybe three times a day we talk. And after she's down, and uh, we usually always hang out and kind of recap our day. Uh, if I'm working on a project or something like that, then we we always talk. We always hang out every day. Right. We just, yeah, that's a huge thing. We talk to each other and hang out. And if we have something that we have to do away. It's no big deal. But typically we're hanging out with each other. Okay, so what are you currently working on with Brunch and Slay? Oh, everything. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, right now I just finished planning out our next 18 months. So now I'm trying to get all of that in order and, you know, be precise and plan ahead. That's what I'm working on right now. Mm, That's exciting. Are there any specific ways that me or the audience can support you in? Sure. They can subscribe to com to find out about everything we have going on from new content release to podcasts, or you can subscribe to the podcast and check us out on any platform you listen on iTunes, whatever platform you use on your droid. Um, we're pretty much everywhere. SoundCloud, and you can listen to it on com as well. And also how, uh, how can people find you other than the websites? Like what are some of your social channel handles? Oh, everything is so easy. It's at Brunch and Slay. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. My next question is, what are some of your favorite parts about each other? Hmm. My favorite part about Chad, I think he is very kind. And I love how much family means to him. I've always loved that. Before we even dated, I loved how much family meant to him. Mm. And what about you, Chad? And I would say that uh, I love most about Amira is just, you know, just how much of a leader she is, how she just, I mean, how people just gravitate to her. She's like a magnet. And uh, I'm always impressed when she gets up and draws attention and, you know, the words just come out and everyone is butter. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> no. But no, but uh, but no, I just love that, you know, how she just takes charge and just, um, I mean, she's really an inspiration. I mean, uh, you know, um, there was a time we used to, I used to kid around with her because of our dog. I'm like, man, uh, you going to wake up and take Harpo out? And she never would do it. So. <laughs> But no, but our daughter's like amazing and she just takes so much after her mom. And so, that's, yeah. He used to always tell me he would never have kids with me until I woke up and took out the dog. So I just say, I guess we're never having kids. (laughs) Are you you guys planning for more? No. 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 You say no. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Oh. Um, We love intently, though. We love intently. Oh, that's incredible. Um, what are, what are some things that you guys dream about to do together in the future? More travel. Mm. Yeah. More travel. Yeah. That's definitely. Any places in particular? We're due for something mm. tropical. Yeah. It's always in sun, beach, water. Yeah. Yeah. It don't matter really where. We're at. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're pretty easy on that, but sun, beach, water, yep. And, um, yeah, because, you know, what's really interesting is I recently just recorded with this woman, and uh, she runs Marriage Helper, and her father did this research on, like, the stages of falling in love and staying in love, and what was really fascinating was um, the last stage, she said that most couples never um, really reach. And it's, it's like a, a point in their relationship that can sometimes uh, is kind of where like they fall apart is that they never have a shared goal or a common vision. Um, but I see that a lot in you guys is actually like you guys are actively working towards 
brunch and slay and growing that and building that into what it is. And I was wondering if there's other things that you guys are kind of dreaming for in the future. Oh, always. (laughs) (laughs) What are some of those things? Well, I mean, right now we're concentrating on relocating. That's like doing that swiftly and effortlessly with, you know, out any issues and getting our roots planted uh, firmly. We've been in Dallas kind of part-time over the last half of the year. So now I'll be full-time. So that that's what we're focused on right now. Mm. Um, is moving to Frisco, what's that going to mean for Brunch and Slay? And how's, how's that for you guys um, in between right now? Um, I, nothing will change with brunch and slay. I've always had since pretty much the beginning, I've been in Dallas and Houston. Mm. So nothing's going to change as far as that. I probably will be able to do a, attend a lot more Dallas events. That I'm often not able to because of it. So I probably will get to know a lot more folks. Um, but yeah, I don't, I think it's a good thing for brunch and slay. That's awesome. Yeah. And you got to go in between in Austin. We'd love to see you here. I know. Oh, I need to be there. Yes, we're going to make that happen. And in this transition and moving, um, how has that been for the family? I mean, uh, what kind of made you guys decide to move and how's that been? Yeah, I mean, it it definitely would start out as stressful being that, uh, you know, Houston's our home. Um, You know, we've been here near, uh, you know, a little over 10 years. So 12. 12 years, I'm sorry. So um, you know, definitely it was, you know, a little stressful there, just kind of, you know, um, you know, the, the whole, you know, I guess there were phases to it, right. Kind of similar to the phases of maybe marriage, but not so much, but, <laughs> um, but not quite as much, but yeah. So, I mean, we were just at a phase where, you know, it was, it was hard, you know, it's kind of, you know, kept going back and forth, toying with the idea of just staying put. And, and so, um, you know, just kind of, you know, collectively, we just kind of thought what would be probably best for our family, um, you know, what's best for our daughter. And, and you know, this is one thing that would, would that would definitely uh, be a benefit to us is to, is to get there and start, you know, our next chapter together there in, there in Dallas. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, I have two more questions for you. And, but before I do that, I just wanted to take a few moments to acknowledge my gratitude for both of you and just the lights and the love that you guys share, um, constantly. And most people don't get to hear or see Chad from behind the scenes of brunch and slay, but I've had the privilege to get to talk to you a few times. And I just know that you guys are such a powerful unit and I'm so excited for this next transition. Um, so yeah, thank you for all that you do. It truly, Brenton Slay is what I've always dreamed of having in Houston, and it's just so beautiful to know that it exists there, um, and to know that you guys are expanding to different cities as well. Thank you, thank you so much for having us. I think it's so highly of us. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's a so lot much. of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, okay, so my last two questions is one: What's the best relationship advice you've ever received or could give? I, I think, you know, kind of similar to our last interview, it was, you know, um, you know, but stay to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I don't, well, for us, uh, you know, just being in our own, our own bubble and, and, you know, staying in, I guess, in our own, you know, square, so to speak, and, you know, voicing, you know, what we have going on to one another versus, you know, adding other folks into your, into your, into your relationship. Uh, I, you know, 
I, I just never was one for for you know relaying hey hey so and so this happened to me you know what should I do how do you feel I should handle it I mean no that's your you know that's your spouse I mean how how would you like for it to be handled so you know have that conversation well this is how I would I would like for this to go yeah and it typically all tips in quickly when you communicate right on, you know, just go ahead and get it out there. A lot of times when you have everybody's opinion clouding your judgment, you forget who you're married to or who your partner is and you're listening to everybody's opinions and they don't know your partner. That's why you married or are in a relationship with that person. So I definitely think, um, you know, know who never let anybody else change what you think about your partner. And never do anything to your partner that you wouldn't want them to do to you. <laughs> Amir, do you have anything else to add as far as uh, the best relationship advice you've ever received or could give? I'm really trying to think of some I've received. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything yeah. I received either. Not a lot. Of, really, I mean, well, you know, I wouldn't say received. I mean, I, we've I've had examples of, of yeah. good relationships. Yeah, at, you know that I've seen where. You know, the husband was loyal and the wife was motherly and, you know. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, fine. Put me in a box. Why no. Okay. No, I'm just, you know, but that's what I'm... I know where you're going, babe. I'm All just right. trying to save you. I don't want people to hear this and think you're sexist. Okay. Uh, but no, I, I get what you're saying. I, I would say that too. I don't think, our parents aren't intrusive. So they've always allowed, because we've never given them a reason to have to intrude either they've always really respected our boundaries and allowed our relationship to be ours. So those are the only people whose advice we probably would listen to anyway. Right. So, uh, and we were the first out of our friends to get married. So that, well, except for one. Yeah. Yeah. So it was different. We didn't have a lot of people giving us advice. Most people were just like, they're cheering for us. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Well, this leads me to my last question of just what does it mean to you to love intently? I think that's loving with purpose. Um, I think when you truly care about people, you are a little selfless. I guess when you love them and that that's loving intently because you think of their needs or you put them first, you put them on a pedestal in your heart and you can't do that without loving somebody intently. So that's what it means to me. Mm. Yeah. I would, I would piggyback on that too. <laughs> I mean, it is selfless uh, to love intently. Um, but crazy thing, like I was just talking about like the name of your, your, your podcast and your, your blog and, I mean, I, I think it that in itself is loving intently as mm-hmm. far as just getting the message out that, you know, hey, uh, there are other couples that are, you know, going through the struggle or, or you know, that are, you know, living their best lives or trying to live their best lives. Uh, I mean, that I think is, is, is loving intently right there. Just spreading just good positive vibes. Yeah. Kudos to you, Sophie. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you both so much. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, friends. I had such a blast connecting with Amir and Chad and hope you had a blast listening to our conversation. Check out Brunch and Slay if you haven't. They have some great events and resources out there for women in business. 
And if you guys have any relationship experts, couples, or researchers you're dying to hear from, shoot them over to us via Instagram or hello at lemontintly.com. We're always looking for other guests. And if you can make an intro, that's even better. We would love to talk to them. Lastly, it would mean the world if you give us a shout out via social. You can take a screenshot and share that and tag us or even leave a rating or review on iTunes. It really, really, really helps us out a ton. I love all of you so much. Thank you. And until next time with love and intention.